the Pharmacy Podcast Network. If you or your patients struggle with muscle cramps, spasms, soreness, or restless leg syndrome, you're going to want to hear about our non-opioid TheraWorks Relief. TheraWorks Relief is a clinically proven and published locally acting topical solution that prevents and relieves muscle cramps, spasms, and soreness in the legs and feet. In a research study including patients diagnosed with restless leg syndrome, TheraWorks Relief was shown to reduce symptoms commonly associated with accompanying RLS, including muscle cramps and spasms. Muscle cramps are reported as a side effect of hundreds of prescription medications, from intravenous iron sucrose and conjugated estrogens to statins and diuretics. By managing muscle cramps, TheraWorks Relief supports adherence, helping patients stay on important and often life-saving medications. TheraWorks Relief comes in an easy-to-use, fast-absorbing, non-greasy foam that can prevent muscle cramps and spasms with just a few simple applications a day. To learn more about TheraWorks Relief, go to theraworksrelief.com and click on the Healthcare Professional link. Today, we live at a unique point in human history where data is becoming the new currency. Beyond oil, dollars, and social status, data is emerging as one of the most powerful and consequential currencies around the globe. Technology, computer processing, cloud storage, and artificial intelligence are empowering these data to transform zeros and ones into insightful and even profound realizations about almost every aspect of our lives. I'm John Nasta. And this is FutureDose.Tech with your hosts, Dr. Timothy Ungst and Megan Chilcott. Technology, pharmacy, and better healthcare delivery by creating more efficient, higher quality concierge-like pharmacist services, we can transform from the pharmacist of yesterday into the future provider of pharmacy tomorrow. FutureDose.Tech is a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, the global leader in pharmacy podcasting and the largest, most influential network of podcasts about the profession and business of pharmacy. Greetings, this is Megan Chilcott, Senior Vice President of Order Insight and co-host of the Pharmacy Podcast Network's FutureDose.Tech podcast. I'd like to introduce my guest today, Todd Crossland, VP of Healthcare Strategy at Snowflake Computing. Hello, Todd. Thank you for joining us today. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. So can you tell us a little bit about your background experience? Sure. So I, I kind of joked that this is my 30th year in healthcare, meaning that I started when I was five. Um, but basically, uh, I began as a pharmacy technician um, many, many years ago uh, inside several pharmacy chains and came across a company called PDX and, and began there way back in 1995 and as a trainer and basically worked my way up through many, many years and, and had two stints at PDX and most recently was the CIO uh, at PDX for the last uh, several years. Um, and then most recently made a pretty significant change. So. All right. So you have been in the healthcare environment for a while. For all of our listeners that don't necessarily know who PDX is, they're a pharmacy software vendor. Uh, so you have definitely been down in the trenches with them. So what do you do today in your current role? So recently, and it's now my fourth month, I'm at a, a company called Snowflake. Uh, it's a company that's becoming well-known, much better known in the healthcare space, but uh, actually was a, um, when I was at PDX, implemented Snowflake's uh, cloud data warehouse, 
uh, cloud built and uh, had an opportunity to join and, and run the healthcare vertical. Okay. And from uh, a where, data warehouse perspective uh, with Snowflake, do you consider that something that only big companies would be using or do smaller companies use Snowflake? Tell us a little bit about uh, Snowflake. So I think that's one of the key differentiators of but basically, I think this is true of the cloud in general, uh, but specifically in cloud data warehousing. And for us, it's a pay-as-you-go model. Uh, so any company of any size, and we deal with companies, and not obviously just in the healthcare vertical, but across all verticals, that if you're a startup, if you're an individual, if you're anyone that has data and wants to put it inside a, a very, very fast and efficient uh, cloud data warehouse, you can do that. So in the, in the olden days, um, you know there were huge, significant upfront investments had to be made in your on-premise data warehouses, but that, that paradigm has completely changed now with the cloud. Oh, wow. So then what are some of the biggest initiatives that you're working on today? Yep. So so basically, like I said, you know, Snowflake is uh, still a fairly new company, um, although, you know, it, something has been general available back in 2015. And so initiative for myself and, and being in charge of the healthcare vertical is to is to basically get our messaging out there specific to healthcare to work with our product team on on uh, adding features and functionality to Snowflake that are more amenable and, and are exciting to the healthcare um, space. And I can get more into this around HL7 and FIRE and initiatives like that, uh, as well as, you know, uh, genomic uh, data consumption is, is huge uh, these days. And so there's some things we're doing with that as well. All right. Now, you've been around, you said, since you were about five years old. So <laughs> what exactly is it today uh, for that you would think uh, from a future technology perspective that excites you the most? Where do you think that we're going? Yep. So I think from a little bit of a selfish perspective and, and speaking about Snowflake, something that we're doing, which is a game changer. I think Snowflake in itself being you know cloud built uh, is something that, that has definitely uh, significantly impacted the market. Uh, but most recently, we just went general availability with what's called data sharing. Uh, so this is a concept that before cloud, this was not even feasible. But data sharing means basically you can have two clients that have Snowflake accounts. It could be two pharmacy chains, for example. Uh, and if they wanted to share data, that today that has to happen by a forklift, right? You've got to move the data from point A to point B. What happens now with Snowflake data sharing is the concept of query both both databases at once without moving the data. So the 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 the, the capabilities and the and the possibilities of what that means, uh, both in the healthcare vertical as well as across verticals, is immense. Uh, so this is something that is already taking hold outside and within and with and, and between verticals. We have Snowflake clients that are that are cutting edge clients that are already doing this and, and getting massive value out of the what we call the new data economy. Uh, and it's, it's just a, it's to me the most exciting, you know, feature of any product, you know, I probably ever dealt with and what the potential is for that. So there's a massive amount of excitement around it, uh, and can't wait to see what the future holds. All right. Well, thank you very much. Um, so then if, if, you know, obviously with this, this data, uh, warehousing, you know, it, it's always very interesting to me, uh, when it comes to that. Uh, it seems like it would lend to 
better data aggregation if multiple pharmacies were able to consolidate their data or pool resources. Is, is that how you're seeing the, the how, or I guess, how are you seeing the utilization of the ability to join data sets together? Yeah, and I think, and this all goes back to the world we're in right now and the transition from fee-for-service to outcomes-based um, uh, reimbursement. So basically, if you, know, if you can't take disparate data sets that have a, a single patient in them and create a longitudinal record, then the, you know, the future of being a, a provider of any type, whether that's pharmacy, uh, health system, or what have you, the, the need to aggregate data and put it in a longitudinal record uh, something that Snowflake does really well, you know, it's going to be tough to survive in the future uh, of what healthcare is like. And I think it's the it's the right way to go. I mean, we need to be we need to be more focused on outcomes and and where people are headed. So I think it's a it's a natural thing. It's a natural thing of what what we provide uh, in our tool. All right, and uh, from a, a data warehouse perspective, our database perspective, you know that that concept seems. To, I don't know, from my perspective, uh, scare uh, your typical, normal, non-techie person. Uh, what would you say some of the common myths are when it comes to uh, uh, databases or products like Snowflake for a, the healthcare or pharmacy industry? Yep. No, it can be very daunting. And I think the key here is that, you know, it, it can be very iterative. Don't think you have to chew, you know, take off a big bite all at one time. And we have great partners. You know, when you sign up for people can go and sign up for Snowflake right now, you can do a self-service account and get up and running. We have wonderful partners in the ETL space in healthcare. That's known as integration engines, right? You have a lot of HL seven integration engine companies out there in the broader sense across all verticals. It's just called ETL, which is extract, transform and, and load. Um, and it's all about transforming data. We have great partners that once you sign up for Snowflake, you can sign up for one of their products. And it's, it's the whole freemium model, right? So you get to go in for free and you can take data from, a, from Excel. You can take it from a CSV file. You can, it, there's a, a ton of online documentation and YouTube videos about how to use ETL tools, how to use Snowflake. And then on the front end, if you want to do your visualization, again, it's very easy to plug in a visualization tool like Tableau, like Looker. Uh, and others that are out there. So basically, as long as you have some knowledge of your data, if you're a domain person and has domain knowledge, today the technology is much more democratized. It's much easier to have democratized access to data because these tools are not as, you don't, you don't need to go put in an IT ticket right, to set all this up. It can be very much self-service oriented. So I think that's where a, 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 a myth is, is that you need you know, a massive amount of IT technical knowledge in order to do this type of analytics. What we're finding with startup companies is they really enjoy the service aspect of it, self-service, that they can get, as long as they can get to that data source uh, and extract it uh, or use a tool of one of our partners, they're off and running and it's a, it's a huge value to them. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that, Todd. I, I know from my experience and speaking with, with others, it is very daunting, but having access to information and being able to provide information in a healthcare setting is, is extremely important. So out of databases, out of, um, you know, in the whole broad scheme of things, when we're looking at technology in 2019, what do you think is going to be the biggest focus from a technology perspective next year? 
Um, I'll go back to it. It's the, it's the whole longitudinal analytics aspect. It, it, this is all about data aggregation of of a of IoT data um, to um, to uh, payer data to health system data to operational data. It's it's the what the potential is of transforming healthcare, you know, across the board, and, and I think that's why we play a huge role. We're we're, we're an engine, right? I, I look at us as a healthcare engine that allows allows people of all all those different groups have an opportunity to use a a, a technology like Snowflake to improve their business. And you and I have known each other for a long time, so you know I'm I'm all about constant improvement, and I think that that's something that we enable uh, through the product. So that's what I'm excited to see what the future holds from that. All right. Thank you. And how do you stay current? I mean, there's so much information out there. I, I find myself even just trying to keep, a, you know, keep in touch with what's happening in the industry and what's happening in technology and bringing uh, technologies from outside of the healthcare industry into the healthcare industry. Uh, how do you stay current with uh, what's going on in the healthcare technology field? Um, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. And I know that that's, you know, Twitter gets a bad name a lot of times for, you know, the political aspect and the, and, and, and the things that aren't so pleasant on Twitter. But for me, having categories like data science, like venture capital, like pharma and bioscience and genomic, having those just, just people just putting in those keywords and finding out who are the people that are moving and shaking and, and making things happen in the area of healthcare, um, just by tagging and following certain people. And certain companies inside all of those different fields uh, is is what keeps me up to date. And and you can't and and uh, I read a story recently about you know when you're young and you imagine yourself sitting in a in a forest and, and when you're really really young all you can see is a very small clearing around you. As you get older, the clearing gets bigger because your 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 base of knowledge right the clearing is your knowledge right so the clearing gets bigger. But what you find is that just means that the circumference of your circle has just gotten larger. So what you need to recognize is that there's no way you can know it all. Um, and so I think I recognize that with Twitter. I, I, can't, I can't see every tweet that comes across, but it, it's about never stopping learning and always appreciating the fact that you don't know everything and to be humble from oh, that perspective. Very good. I use Twitter myself, so I completely agree with you on that one. And what do you find is the most challenging aspect of healthcare technology on how can pharmacy or healthcare leaders overcome it? Yeah, I, I think the challenge, and, and this is pharmacy and general healthcare, it is about, it, it's, it's going outcomes-based. I'll, I'll keep on harping on that. But, and I think for pharmacy leaders, it's finding the partners in the healthcare ecosystem. I mean, I think, it, you know, when I, uh, when I was at PDX and, and even today, I, I follow a group of consultant pharmacists that are out there that, that are more um, practice-based, that are there, and they're working side-by-side -side, um, with physicians and with nurses and, and with a healthcare team, I think the healthcare team aspect is something that, that needs to be embraced um, and that pharmacy needs to be part of that, embracing that team aspect. There's a lot of cultural boundaries to that. There's a lot of, you know, it, it's going to take time, but I, I'm seeing it happen. And it's something that, you know, I follow on LinkedIn, just like Twitter and, and following and encouraging those people uh, because it does make a difference. Um, and, and I think that the team aspect is the way to go and technology is going to allow us to, to, you know, to, to do telemedicine, to have a healthcare team and be able to, you know, have a video conference with your pharmacist and your physician at the same time when it, when it makes sense. Uh, and I think that's, that's kind of where we're headed, but it's, it's a challenge and I get it, but I think, uh, the combination of human, you know, capabilities and technology, I, I think we are headed in the right direction. 
No, very good advice. So is there anything else you'd like to say today before we wrap up? Um, I think that I think we covered it pretty well. I think I harped on the longitudinal and aggregated data enough. And, uh, just wanted to thank you for, for having me on the show and, uh, I've enjoyed listening to a, a few of the, of the, of the episodes. And, uh, I think what the pharmacy podcast is doing is great. All right. Well, once again, thank you, Todd, for joining me today. This is Megan Chilcott with futuredose.tech wishing all my listeners a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to futuredose.tech. If you enjoyed this episode, please share this podcast on your favorite social media outlets. Be sure to stay connected to the Pharmacy Podcast Network and return for your next futuredose.tech episode coming soon. Podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.